Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of the award-winning podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire, and you're listening to the Excelsior Journeys with George Soroy. Prepare to ignite. So would you say that that's kind of like the lightning bolt moment for you? And that's what I taught myself how to draw, was actually the Little Mermaid, drawing stills of Ariel. I've got better things to do tonight than die. jumped out of his chair and said, who the F is this? I remember walking out of the theater and saying, I'm going to write Halloween I'm rather impressed with your research. Rarely do people ask me about children in the corner. It doesn't have to be perfect, just do it. You know, throw some spaghetti against the wall. This is George Soroy saying to all of you, ever upward. Welcome back to Excelsior Journeys, part of the Once Upon a Podcast Network. This is George Soroy, and thank you so much for being here, and thank you so much for tuning in for over 250 episodes. It has been a true blessing going through this show and also being part of this great network, and we have a lot that's going on with the network in the near future. I can't wait to share that news, but in the meantime... If you are a follower of Excelsior Journeys, you know that a lot of the guests that are on this show are authors, and they're indie authors, and they've dealt with the wonderful world of self-publishing, and they've also dealt with that self-publishing stigma that even though it's waned in recent years due to the quality of these books going incredibly high, there is still that stigma from a lot of people that just aren't as in tune with the publishing world as we are. And one of the things that they always say when it comes to self-publishing books or indie books is that they look like crap. They don't look professional. They don't look like real books. They don't look like they belong in a bookstore. They have really terrible generic cover art. Their formatting is off. Everything just, just looks like it was all thrown together. And it doesn't look like there was any real care in it at all. That's what has been said about a lot of, a lot of indie books in the past. But thankfully, we have someone like Michelle DiFilippo, who is the founder of 1106 Design. And since 2001, she and her company have worked with over 4,000 different authors to basically make their books look the very best that they can. And this involves every aspect of working with working with someone like Michelle Stature, working with the editing, working with the formatting, working with the interior design, working with the cover design, working with the back the backlog, working everything to get the book not only out there, but to look the absolute best that it can. Those are the people that we definitely need to champion as indie authors, as people that have that have gone the self-publishing route, those who are working with small presses, whatever the case. These are people that are here to help our books look the very best that we can so that way they can stand alongside all the books that have come out from the big five and be featured prominently and proudly on the bookstore shelves. So Michelle has done has done some wonderful work in the past 20 plus years, and she's here to tell us about that very thing. So it is my pleasure to introduce Michelle DiFilippo. Michelle, how are you? I'm great, George. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you so much for reaching out. Once again, this is a Podmatch success story from podmatch.com. Again, I'd never receive a dime from them, but at the same time, I love working with them. I love having an account there. And anyone who has a podcast, who has guests on their show, by all means, you need to be on Podmatch because some really wonderful guests have found their way to this show and continue to do so. So thank you very much to the whole Podmatch 
crew. And thank you very much to Michelle for reaching out. I really, really appreciate it. Well, thank you, George. I wouldn't have found you without Podmatch, and I'm just as much of a fan of the platform as you are. Yeah, it's it, it really does do a lot of the, the busy work for us just by putting our putting ourselves on a platform like that that makes it easy to find. That's correct. Yeah. So as much as we're praising Podmatch, we're here to praise <laughs> 1106 Design and everything that you've been doing. And I am really intrigued with the latest uh, project that you have. You care to tell us a little bit about it? Well, sure. We, we've, as you said, we've worked for more than 4,000 authors. So we've done just about every kind of book you can imagine. Mm -hmm. Uh, recently we finished a, a, a historical biography of Winston Churchill. Wow. The title is, the title is No Peace with Hitler. And that nice. book, yeah, that book was over 850 pages and it had about 2,000 wow. footnotes. Oh, so, my. Yeah. And so, of course, all of us have a background in traditional publishing. So that really wasn't too much of a challenge for us, but it was a wonderful book to work on because we all learned a lot in, in the course of working on that book. Of course, Churchill's famous, but there were so many aspects of his life that were brought to light in this book that that it was really enlightening for all of us to work on that. And that's one of the things I love about helping indie authors, because we never know what's going to come in the door mm -hmm. and we always learn something. And, and some of the authors themselves are very inspirational to us as well, especially those who have had terrible tragedies in their life. So it's always a, just a wonderful experience to work with authors. That's that's terrific. And it really kind of reminds me of a great a great moment that I remember back in 2001, I had gotten the complete idiot's guide to publishing science fiction. And there is literally just one paragraph all about self-publishing. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, don't do it. It's the last last stage for an author before their complete failure. And you have to pay to get your work out there. It just like every, it goes against everything that, that's right. And just spending like the entire paragraph, just nothing but vitriol and hatred just spread like at that format. And then what do we have in 2009? The Complete Idiot's Guide to Self-Publishing. Mm -hmm. So it's it's amazing how how this business evolves in such a way. And thankfully, we have people like you and 1106 Design to make all these great authors' books look the very best that they can. Well, I loved your introduction, by the way, in terms of how books have gotten a bad, how self-publishing has gotten a bad reputation. And the way you avoid that is to work with people who have traditional publishing experience. And that's mm -hmm. what, that's what we have. We, once you're trained in the way that a traditional publisher produces a book, you cannot do anything less. Yeah. But there, but there are a lot of people in the space now who just started self-publishing companies or hybrid publishing companies, not because they know what they're doing, but because they're entrepreneurs responding to demand, yeah. but they're not necessarily the kind of people that you want working for you because they're giving, in a lot of cases, they're giving people consumer solutions to a business problem. Mm. And that's really one of the key differences between what we do and what others may be doing. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's, that's a great way to look at it as well. And so how many people are on your team? I, it, it has grown over time. At, at first, I started 1106 Design just as a freelance graphic designer, freelance book designer, uh, intending it to just remain that way. Mm -hmm. But over time, authors kept asking me for more and more services. And now we have a team of 24 people. Wow. And I have editors, uh, awesome cover designers, typesetters, proofreaders, 
ebook formatters and, and project managers. It's terrific. <laughs> That's terrific. That is great. And so yeah. when the Churchill book was being put together, was that like sort of an all hands on deck situation? Oh, yeah. We, we've developed a really good process over the last 20 years. So we get the job done in an efficient manner. And but we also we're not a book factory. We like to provide personal service so that when you talk to somebody on our team, you'll get an experienced person who's got the authority to give you an answer. You're not going to be directed to a long list of FAQs or a robot reply, God help us. I think, I think everybody's had enough of that. And so I think we, so. Yeah. <laughs> we, we try to keep it small and personal and quality oriented from day one to the day the job is uploaded to Amazon and Ingram Spark for you. That sounds very cozy in, in a sense, because which is something that I think would be very beneficial to the author because it's almost like they're, not not jumping right from the confines of their office to write to Amazon or anything like that. They're they're being led into it. They're being based almost handheld through the process, which <laughs> is a great thing. It's it's really helpful. That is actually our slogan. We hold your hand throughout the publishing process. Oh, that's great. And that really is true. I would say we probably answer three hundred messages in the course mm -hmm. of the project from from day one to the end of the job. And and nobody wants to read FAQs. So we mm -hmm. answer the questions when the author needs to ask them and when the author is ready to receive the information. It's a very personal uh, service. That's that's wonderful. And that's something that that uh, a lot of a lot of companies really are lacking that personal touch. So that's that's great that it's not only there, but right there in the forefront. That's 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 a very welcoming. And it's it's for us too. We want to enjoy our job. We want to do good work. We want to know that we're helping people. We don't want to just process jobs. We want to work with people because mm -hmm. we enjoy creating books and we know that they need the service and we want them to enjoy creating the book right along with us. And so one of the things that I love to talk about on here is what I call the lightning bolt moment. And that's that moment in time when you experience something or read something, meet someone, and it just makes you want to say, wow, that is the direction I want to go in. That's the kind of life I want to lead. Now, were you always a reader growing up? Were you always just a lover of books? Oh, yeah. I always I always loved books. And, and like you said, my first job was more than 50 years ago, and that was at Crown mm -hmm. Publishing in New York. Oh, wow. And so that, that was a great experience. Then my husband and I got the bright idea to move to Phoenix, mm. and it turned out that the economy in Phoenix was nothing like the economy in New York. So mm, yeah. I, I bumped around some various minimum wage jobs and even graphic design jobs in Phoenix didn't really pay any well. So, and back then it was before personal computers, if you can imagine that. Whew. So yeah. the only way to put a graphic design job together was to actually buy typesetting from a separate company. Oh, wow. And then actually cut and paste pieces of typeset material into the arrangement that you wanted on a page. Wow. I almost can't believe it myself anymore. I don't know how we got anything done, but one day I was sitting in my typesetter's office waiting for her to finish up my job. And I, I was making about seven or eight dollars an hour at the time. And I just happened to ask her, what, what do you charge per hour for your services? And she said, $50 an hour. So that was my lightning bolt moment, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, she was sitting at a machine that was as big as a refrigerator with a tiny little screen. And mm -hmm. I knew I was a good typist. And I thought to myself, 
I can do that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and I went, I went home and I said to my husband, we need to look into this. So we did. And that was when my first business was born. And I ran a typesetting business for about 13 years. Wow. And, and I was put out of business by Steve Jobs. And so was every other typesetting business on the planet. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> once the person, once the personal computers really kind of took off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so that, that part wasn't fun, but so, but I've basically been in, in graphic design and book publishing and magazine publishing for my whole life. And were you given some different copies of, of some other books that have gone that self-publishing route? Were you able to kind of take a look at them and see that, that there was a, de- a definite dip in quality? Yeah. Well, the funny thing is when 1106 design started about the time self-publishing started taking off. And mm. in the beginning, authors understood that they could be their own publisher and that they were mm-hmm. responsible for hiring qualified people to do the work yeah. and produce a good book. And I would say maybe it took about five years or so before that started to go way downhill. Right. Mm. And, and so we've, we've just stuck with, with the quality aspect of things. We, we never veered away from that, but now it's just, it's, it's almost easier for public, for authors to find poor quality service than to find good quality service. Mm. And, and that's why I wanted to do these podcasts to just, just remind people you can still follow independent publishing the way it was originally intended. You can still get the quality work and you don't have to share your revenue with any publishing company it's possible to get distribution yourself under your own name. And that's what we help people do. They make more money if they do it that way. That is true. That is, that is definitely true. In in my sense, my own experience, I've gone both ways. I've had, I've gone the self-publishing route, but I've also been working with publishers. And mm-hmm. I just feel like at, at my, my own current stage where I am in, in life and with everything that I have on my plate, that's a lot that's going through the self-publishing route again would be, would be quite a bit. Now, thankfully there are people like 1106 that are there to kind of guide you along the way. What was it like kind of working with your first book when, when that started, when, once you decided you were going to go in this direction, what was it like getting those early books or those early submissions? As far as 1106 design goes? Yeah. Well, I had worked on books my whole life, so it really mm-hmm. wasn't anything new as far as that goes. Yeah. And, and like I said, it was a small company at first and it just grew in, in baby steps until it became what it is now. Yeah. But basically our difference is that you can count on us for the quality work and, and also the model that helps you make more money. As your business was growing, was there this really kind of feeling that like, oh, this, you're really kind of, not quite cornering the market on something, but you've really gotten a good handle on what it is that you're doing. So that way you can get more attention for from other authors. Well, yeah, we have a great reputation in the industry. We are listed as excellent on the self-publishing advice site, Ally. You may have mm-hmm. heard of them, Alliance, oh, yeah. of, Alliance it, of Independent, independent Authors. authors. Yep. We have an excellent rating there. We're also a recommended expert at Ingram Spark. Mm-hmm. So we have no bad reviews. <laughs> excellent. So, so basically, we we are just doing things the way I think they should be done, and and that's paying off for us. We're making a lot of good books. Yeah. And do you see do you see like a number of the reviews 
that are that are popping up or anything like from these from the authors that you've worked with like people that have have been able to really kind of create the kind of get this cover art out for people to see and the sort of reactions that uh, the readers are getting have you been able to keep track of those oh yeah and and about 40 percent of our publishers come back for another book so that tells me that they're making money and they want to do it again. Mm -hmm. Um, They do get the books do get good reviews because we do the job the right way. Mm -hmm. 1106 itself has over 250 reviews on our website that people can, can look at and they're all excellent reviews. And I, I, don't know how else to say it. <laughs> we're just doing we're just doing a good job, and and that's what we love to do. And we think that's we think that's what authors deserve. Probably the most the worst example of misinformation in the self publishing industry is that authors are told by people who know better to do it mm-hmm. all themselves, and that yeah. has that has resulted in the largest avalanche of bad books anyone has ever seen. Unfortunately, and, yeah. And that's really a shame because author, authors put so much of themselves into the writing of the book. Mm-hmm. And so anyone who tells them do it yourself or do it on the cheap is, is, I don't know that that's just not a right, not a good thing to do. <laughs> it's doing, it's doing the whole industry a disservice by, yes. do, by doing that because all you're doing then is you're feeding into the stigma that really shouldn't be there anymore. That's because right. it's gotten to a point, especially l- looking at it as post-COVID and seeing like all, all these different people that have been able to use their time to get something out and care for it and curate it and everything and really get those, get their stories over, work on them over and over and over again to get them just right. And then just slap a half-assed cover on there and not really like put together some really good style formatting. It's definitely not helping books as a whole, really. Well, it's also bad on another level because even if the customer doesn't know what a good cover is or what good formatting is, Mm -hmm. I think the business owner has a responsibility to provide top top level professional service, right? We -hmm. don't necessarily know everything our doctor knows when we go for a visit, but we trust that person to give us the best advice and to put the knowledge that they have to work for us. And yeah. I don't think it's any different in publishing or any other business. So if you're offering customers a low level service just because you think that's what they're willing to pay for or because you think they know anybody any better, that that's just flat out wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. the and the sort of books that are that are out there that you've that you've helped out, you've covered all different genres, correct? Oh yeah, we've done everything from 40-page booklets to 400-page novels, business books, academic publications. Oh, wow. really? uh, oh yeah, yeah, we've we've done it all and and uh, the Churchill book like I said that was that was a a flagship book for us and and uh, we we did a great big book from a dentist once that had something like 150 or 200 graphs and charts. It was his theory of, of something to do with tooth enamel. But of course, we're not experts in every subject, but right. But our job is to give the book a good presentation so that the information that the author is conveying can be easily navigated, easily understood, and, and the book overall looks good enough to go on a bookstore shelf. And with the with children's books, are are you able to provide an illustrator for the author, or would the author have to provide the illustrations themselves with their own illustrator? 
Well, illustrations are so subjective, right? So it doesn't work for us to have an illustrator on staff because mm-hmm. illustrators can work in so many different styles. So sure. what we, so what we do is we, we refer authors to illustrators we have worked with and also some platforms where they can browse the style of illustration that they like. And then what we'll do is we'll plan the book in collaboration with the author. Then mm-hmm. we'll manage the, the communications with the illustrator so that we know we're going to get what we need to put that book together. Sometimes I'm glad you brought that up because sometimes authors will come to us with illustrations already in hand mm-hmm. and they may be the wrong size. They may be the wrong resolution. They may, mm. they may just not even really be very good illustrations. And that's, that's really difficult because we want to make a good book for them and then we can't. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's really disappointing when, when you get that. So, so basically it's out, it sounds like it, the best thing to do is to do your homework, children's book authors and, and make sure that, that the, that the images that you're providing are of the right size of the right calibration that work for the story itself. And so it sounds like there's, there's a really good collaboration that's going on between you and the author. Yes. If, if the children's book illustrators come to us first before mm-hmm. the illustrator is hired, that's really the best way to go because mm-hmm. you can find illustrators, of course, at every level on online. And mm-hmm. a lot of them don't know about size and resolution and, and composition. And a lot of, and some, we've had authors come to us with landscape illustrations only mm-hmm. to find out that the book could not be printed landscape in print, mm. in print on demand. So then we had to make compromises and not do what the author originally had in mind for their book. Oh, so wow. if you hire us as, as your, your project manager before you hire your illustrator, you're going to get better results. That's a great way to do it. That's, yeah. that's, and that's something that, that a lot of people really don't think about when it comes to putting a kid's book together. They have an idea for the story. They obviously wrote it out, but Immediately, they're thinking, oh, we got to get the right illustrator to go ahead and bring this to life. But it sounds like the way you just said it, get the project manager first and then focus on getting the illustrator because you very well could help with streamlining that process as well. And we can often save them money, too, because uh, a lot of times authors will think they need to have a full page illustration on every page of the book. That's Mm -hmm. not necessary. You might be able to get away with half of half of the illustrations being full oh, wow. page being full page and putting the text of the illustrations opposite each other instead of right on the picture mm-hmm. and so you could your illustration budget could be cut in half if we plan the book for you before mm-hmm. you hire your illustrator very nice and so when the books are finished when they're all finished you've d- you've done everything that you need to do they've been edited they've been proofread they've been formatted the cover art looks great. It's been approved. The back cover text looks great. That's been approved. Everything is together just the way that the author is really, really happy with. What comes next for them? Okay, that's where we are really different than any other company that calls itself a, pu- a publisher of yeah. any kind, right? Mm-hmm. What we do a lot is of we- times, once they do that, once it's, it's all finished, just like, okay, we're done now. Yeah. <laughs> well, that that's that's really the crux of it, because there are publishers who um, actually do more for the author than than just prepare the book. And mm-hmm. there are publishers who only prepare the book for the author and do do nothing else. So mm-hmm. and and yet whether they do a lot or they do a little, they all take money out of the publisher's 
out of the author's pocket on yeah. the back, on the back end. Mm-hmm. Right. So we don't take any money out of the author's pocket. We help the author set up distribution accounts at KDP and Ingram Spark in their own name mm-hmm. so that when a book is sold, the money goes directly to the author's bank account. Never, oh, to, nice. never to ours first. So you're not mm-hmm. depending on us to give you a report that says how many books you sold. You're mm-hmm. going to get the report about how many books are sold. Nice. And and the money's going to go directly to your bank account, never to us. Now, mm-hmm. you've been in the in the industry a while and know you've heard about the companies that just disappear. They mm-hmm. don't they don't pay the promised royalties or they just vanish and close oh, yeah. their close their doors overnight. Mm-hmm. And in that instance, not only did the author lose their royalties, but they lost the files that the publisher created for them. Oh. And so they have to start over if they want to continue to sell your book, their book. Yeah. So we, that is never an issue with us. At the end of the job, we will send the author the files if they want them. And you will have your plat, your distribution platform set up in your name. So you will never lose control of your book. Oh, that's great. That, that is, that is something that too many authors just don't realize could save them so much time and so much energy and so much stress and so much money just by having those, those files back. That really means, that really means a lot. That's a great thing. That's a great part of the service that you provide. Well, the, the issue is that these companies that work for thousands of authors every month, and uh, they can dominate the search engines. Mm-hmm. So authors are likely to find them first before they find us. And so that's my other uh, motivation to do these podcasts and just remind people there is another way to do it. And mm-hmm. there are people who are working for you, yeah. not the other way around. When you sign up with a publisher, you're working for them. Yeah. And and that's just the opposite with us. Your work, we're working for you. And that's, and yeah, like, just like I said, whatever, whatever direction you tend to go in, whether it's working with a publisher, whether it's working with a company like 1106 design, the, you have, if you're 100% committed to that, to that direction, then there are people like 1106 to really kind of guide you through that, which I feel that, like you said, just like you said, it's something that a lot of people need to know about Mm -hmm. because too many people just think that if they're doing the self-publishing route then they have to do it themselves. And that's not, that's not the case. Correct. Yeah. And so after over 20 years, what what are your thoughts regarding the industry as it currently is? Because right now we we have Amazon really kind of dominating everything, but at the same time, we have we still have a lot of stores that are out there that are holding on that are that are doing well, and I'm actually seeing a lot of activity with local stores. They don't seem to be as on the cusp of being put out of business the way that a lot of people thought they would be over the years. Well, I think it gets back to the personal service, right? Bookstores, mm-hmm. I believe, will always be here because mm-hmm. people want to touch the book and look at it and hold it in their hands. And yep. they also might want to ask the book, bookstore clerk for advice. What do you, what, where can I find this information or that information and have that personal connection? Somebody a long time ago, I don't remember who said that you can find any book you want on Amazon. But mm-hmm. in a bookstore, you can find the book you didn't know you wanted. Mm, and yeah. I think that that will always be the case. When e-book, e-books first came out, everybody predicted the death of print books. Yep. That that hasn't happened. P- 
People mm-hmm. still like to curl up on the sofa with a real book and not look at a computer screen all the time. Right. <laughs> right. So, and, and same thing, the, the same prediction is happening now with audiobooks. Well, no, it, people are going to choose the format that they find most comfortable for themselves. Each mm-hmm. format has its own audience, mm-hmm. but all, all the formats are selling well. Print, yeah. is, print is still selling, ebooks are still selling, audiobooks are selling. And so, since since you since you mentioned both of those both of those other formats, ebook and audiobook, they both really kind of came in. A, obviously, audio has been around for decades with the whole books on tape thing, but now with Audible, that field has really exploded. And being an audiobook narrator myself, it's been great being able to being able to do that. As eleven oh six pivoted as well toward ebooks and an audio as well? Oh yeah. We offer both, both formats. Terrific. Yeah. Terrific. In fact, our standard package uh, begins with editing and ends with an ebook. And I recommend that all authors use a print book and an ebook at the very least, and then add, oh, yeah. aud- and then add an audio book if they're, if they're so inclined. And do you have, are you working with other you know, audiobook producers that yeah. work with that? I do have a producer, but I'm always looking to to expand the company and expand the offerings I can provide to my customers. So always looking to talk to people about that, too. Okay. Always looking to kind of add to the roster of yes. narrators as well? Yes. Uh, something to keep in mind. Okay. <laughs> I know my share of other audiobook narrators. I sure would, would definitely be interested in taking advantage of an opportunity like that. And so now, now that, that you're in this position that you're able to provide this real full service sort of setup for really one stop setup for all of for authors everywhere really what do you feel is what do you think is next in terms of publishing what do you think is on the horizon what have you seen any any sort of trends or anything that that's kind of going in one direction or another direction that you think uh, you think it would benefit other authors to kind of pivot as well well, I, the only thing I'm sure of is that in life, everything changes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the only thing you can count on. I can't say that I'm seeing anything that's earth shattering right now. I think there's enough formats available to, to satisfy every member of, of the audience that wants to consume whatever an author is, has written. Mm-hmm. So I, I expect things to, to stay pretty steady for a while. I'm a little bit worried about AI and I mm-hmm. don't think anybody has caught up with what what that may do both good and bad mm, <laughs> as far yeah. as, as far as publishing goes, we'll have to see the law definitely has to catch up with it because in some, in some ways it's automated plagiarism. Right. And I don't think that will be a good thing. So. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely yeah. not. And yeah. what with, uh, with your services to kind of just to bring, bring that back in just a little bit, the services that you provide do that, that includes, this this may this may be a dumb question, but it does include both hardcover and paperback as well. Correct? Oh yeah, the author can get whatever they want if they want just a soft cover and an ebook. That that's that's the most popular choice. But we can also make a hardcover. That's very easy to do. Mm-hmm. The same the same interior file is used for the hardcover and the soft cover, and and then just a cover adjustment is necessary for the hardcover version. Nice. And a lot of a lot of authors reach out to you to help them with their uh, Kickstarter campaigns as well. 
I don't have much to do with that. Usually people come to us when, when they're just ready to proceed. Mm, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. And where can, what would you say is the most popular package that you provide? Our most popular package is editing, cover design, mm-hmm. interior design, interior layout, proofreading, and ebook formatting. Nice. So, so th- those, those services. And like I said, we have a process that walks the author through every step of the way, answers their questions every step of the way. And hopefully we, we all have a good time doing it and we all feel good with the final product when it's finished. That's wonderful. And that's, and that's a great way to put, to put a button on all of this. So where can, where can my, where can my listeners find you? Well, I actually offer a free book to anyone who wants one on our website at 1106design.com. Mm-hmm. I've written a little 88-page booklet called Publish Like the Pros, and that will give them a, a brief uh, overview of the industry and the way things, uh, in my opinion, ought to be done. Mm-hmm. And you can also, on our website, I believe in being 100% transparent, you can find mm-hmm. the price, every service we offer with the pricing, and you can find all of our good reviews. You can find you can find two hundred blog posts of, of me spouting off about every aspect of the industry. <laughs> yeah. And uh, most importantly, when you're ready to reach out, you can find our contact form mm-hmm. and tell us a little bit about yourself and your book, and then we'll reach out and make an appointment for a phone call. That's wonderful. And that's this is a service that so many authors that are out there really need to be reminded of, just because. It's called self-publishing. That doesn't mean you have to do it yourself. And as a reminder to all of you amazing fellow authors that are out there, you are not alone. You have people that are at the ready, like Michelle, like a, right. the people at, at 1106design, that are ready to help you get your book to be the very best it can be. You've spent all this time writing and editing, beta, getting the beta readers involved, getting other people involved, getting questions answered, looking at it, suffering over it, putting it back in a drawer, thinking that it's not good enough, taking it back out a month later when you realize that maybe you have something here, and just going month after month, year after year, and finally you have something, it does not deserve a cheap-looking cover and badly you know, formatted type to be wrapped around it. It needs to look the very best it can so that way it can reach the most amount of people. That's what Michelle believes. That's what 1106 Design believe. That's what I believe as well. And I know that if you are working with people like Michelle, like the good people at 1106 Design, you are going to get a book that is worthy of your text, that is worthy of all the work that you have put in. So for Michelle DiFilippo, this is George Soroy saying to all of you, Ever Upward, and I will see you next week. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Excelsior Journeys. I hope it was both inspiring and entertaining. Special thanks to Zach Comtois for providing new music for the intro and outro. Please take a moment to leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, please share it with your friends and subscribe to your platform of choice by going to he'sgotit.com slash podcasts. While there, you can also fill out the application to be a guest, inquire about sponsorship opportunities, and click on the Buy Me a Coffee link if you wish to give your support to the show. All interaction is very much appreciated. If you have a question, comment, 
or suggestion for the show, please direct it to george at he'sgotit.com. 